0: How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose, and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick ass. Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode where myself, Isaac Watson, executive producer at Kick Ass Conferences, and the illustrious Nessa Jimenez, our operations manager say hello, Nessa. Hi, everybody. Where we talk about all things. Conferences and production and strategy. And in this season, we are spending each episode talking about one particular question that we tend to get asked quite regularly and digging a little deeper into what it really means. Maybe we, maybe we should just call this conference therapy. Uh, talk, talking mm, about conference
1: what, FAQs. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: talking about what what's coming up for people when they start asking us these questions, and uh, what are some of no. the underlying sources of these questions, and how can we uh, better address those through strategy and solutions, and uh, maybe better questions to ask instead of what people normally
1: ask. Right, because what people usually ask is isn't usually what they're actually asking.
0: (laughs) Exactly, which is the whole reason why we're doing this. So let's get into it. Uh, This uh, episode's question is centered around location. And the question is, what city should I host my conference in? So we're going to set aside uh, virtual events. We're going to set aside uh, digital convenings and gatherings. And we're focused on in-person. What city should I host my conference in? Uh, We do get this asked a lot, less so in the last couple of years, uh, but it's starting to come back as people are thinking about doing things in person again. So first and foremost, when people ask us this question, what do they really mean? What are they actually asking?
1: Yeah, so location, 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 they want to know. is a tourist attraction or a touristy location going to help me sell more tickets? If I, if I build this thing in Miami and I put palm trees and a picture of the beach on my ads, is that going to get people to <laughs> to buy tickets and show up? Right. Um, how do I get people to come to this conference? Like, is, is it, is location the big selling point? Right. Um, and, stepping away from like just location talking about how do I keep production costs down like what city can I host this where I'm not paying more than I can afford just for a venue or just mm-hmm. for catering
0: hmm it's a it's a diverse smattering of, of questions right it's about right. willingness to travel it's about um, drawing people in incentivizing them to come mm-hmm. but also how do we how, could, how do we afford to do this? I mean, different metropolitan areas have wildly different production costs uh, right. depending on how developed the, the urban core is. Are you doing it out in the suburb? Is it accessible? Like all, all these kinds of things can, can affect it. So the, these are some of the underlying questions that we hear um, or that we, when people ask us that, that's what we hear is like, oh, what you're really asking is how do I get people there? How do I keep production costs down? But what are some of the underlying problems that are causing these questions to bubble up?
1: Yeah, so it's gimmicks. It's gimmicks over substance. It, it's like, what can I pull out of this hat to to, I don't know, to dazzle you, right? Mm-hmm. To confuse you, to pull one over on you. That'll get you to this place that I want you to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong. A good location helps contribute to the event experience. Absolutely. Uh, you know, location can play a role as a character in in your conference's um, kind of personality and vibe and things like that. But it is not the sole contributing factor. In fact, it's a backseat. It's a it is a a supporting role. It is not the lead. The lead is your programming and your content and what you are creating in that space and the location supports, uh, supports that to some extent, but does not supplant it. Yeah. Um, And,
1: and when we say gimmick, it's, it's trying to use the location as a sort of marketing shortcut. Um, if I, if I rely on the place, then I don't have to, talk about all the other things or I don't have to put that mm-hmm. much effort into all the other things.
0: And I, I think a lot of that is drawn from um, kind of larger corporate meeting planning mm-hmm. where, um, you know, if you're, if you work in the pharmaceutical industry or you're a, a, you know, an engineer or something and your trade association is hosting their annual conference, they're going to pick a location that you want to go to because you don't really want to go to, the event right like but those these are like massive these are like the trade shows and this and so they're like we're doing it in vegas where you can just like party every night and everything right like that's the draw for those types of people but the clients that we work with and the people who are like doing true community leadership and who are actually building something of value they shouldn't be thinking about that the same way they should be crafting an event that people want to go to regardless of where it's been being hosted or that the location that it's being hosted in is the icing on the cake it's like oh i i i really want to go to this conference and it's in austin and i love austin or i've always wanted to go to austin right Right, like that that should be the um the reaction to that right
1: and, and it comes from as you well mentioned, uh, these big these big events—it's like the mm-hmm. compare and contrast game that people always do, right? They open up social media or they search conference, and what they get is like these million dollar productions for like Amazon or, or a lot of things mm-hmm. for like doctors' associations. They do this a lot as well, where where they choose very um, tropical, like touristy locations, but um we're not talking about those people you know what i mean like like we cannot compare uh a community event a small business event with uh what amazon is right. trying to pull yeah. off in vegas yeah. you know uh
0: and i think another underlying problem with with this line of questioning is especially when it comes to keeping production costs down is prioritizing budget over the attendee experience and I want to kind of couch that by mm-hmm. saying that, that doesn't mean that you should be blowing a tons of money, tons of money to deliver a great attendee experience. The, the two aren't necessarily correlated. I think the key is not letting the financials of the event um, dictate how you deliver on an attendee experience or uh, not letting a budgetary decision uh and result in a uh, a worse attendee experience just because you couldn't afford to do it uh, in somewhere that would deliver a better one. So um, it's a very fine line to walk. But if you're approaching your uh, geographical location, your site sourcing from a perspective of what's the cheapest place we can go, then you're going to have a really hard time delivering on an attendee experience because that attendee experience is not just what you're doing at the conference. It's how they're getting there. Do they have to do two or three stops to get to this tiny little town that's really cheap? What kind of amenities are there? Um, what uh, you know? What are you offering from a, a food and beverage experience? Like all that kind of stuff is influenced by by that location decision.
1: Uh, yeah, focusing on that one line item is a mistake. And and in our I mean, after we do event lab and the strategy work, when we start to do the venue uh, location research, um, we look at that like, OK, this t- this town might be cheaper, but it's going to take people three hours to Mm -hmm. get here from the airport (laughs) you know that's that's rough that's that's not an easy ask um and again, you know, it depends on the details, right? like if if it's meant to be a retreat in in the mm-hmm. mountains or something, like, okay, right? like that's something else. But yeah, focusing on that one line item because it looks cheap on paper, um that can also bite you in the ass later because it'll it'll affect the attendee experience and then a whole bunch of other things turn out to be more expensive. Yeah. another a problem. It's just low confidence in doing something virtual versus in-person. And I know I, we, we said we were going to set aside the virtual, but um, the reality is, uh, does it even make sense to do something in person, <laughs> it, right? Like depending on who your audience and the community is, you know, why are you making this in-person versus virtual mm-hmm. decision?
0: And I think it that also influences people's perception and their understanding of what the differences are. Um, I think at this stage in where we are with COVID and uh, where things are going, people know, um, they know what they want. They know what they're comfortable with. And it's a matter of navigating um, and helping them understand why they would want to attend in person versus doing it virtually. and. And I think that's the other key is that people know that there's a difference between a virtual experience and an in-person one. We have spent years now trying to maintain social and professional relationships virtually only. And it's obvious as as in-person conferences start happening again, I hear time and time again, whether I'm attending them or running them. Uh, oh, it's so nice to be face-to-face with people again. It is so nice to be in a room of people. I missed this, it's different. It's not the same as virtual. And we can deliver some incredible virtual experiences, don't get me wrong, but there are certain things that you cannot replicate or recreate in a virtual environment. And so you need to have confidence in your choice to do it in person, knowing that people are going to understand why that's a good thing, for them or if that's not their thing right um and and then delivering on that
1: yeah and so your point about uh you can't replicate the experience um but there's just some people that they don't want the digital experience anymore right mm-hmm. versus other people who love the digital experience and have told us many times that they don't plan on ever going to an in-person conference again because they much prefer to attend things online and they're more comfortable i, I think especially um people who are more introverted um it's just, they, they much rather <laughs> like communicate and connect with other people through an online experience versus an in-person one.
0: And, and I think there's this natural awkward right now too, where, uh, you know, people I've heard comments like this before, like, Oh, I forgot how to people, yes. <laughs> right? Like I, f- I forgot what it's like. Uh, I knew I wanted this, but like, I, it, it requires energy, it, 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 it's a whole different like social construct, and you know all, all these things. and that's a learning curve we're going through. Uh, and I think that that will pass. Uh, but that decision to do it in person versus doing it virtually, you should have have made that earlier in the process and then you you need to embrace and run with that. Um, as opposed to questioning it the entire time,
1: yes, we are absolutely in a in a relearning stage of how to socialize in person and how to how to be together in person after so long of just being online. Um, yeah, so speaking of connecting with audience <laughs> and other people, mm-hmm. let's talk about how do we solve this problem? how do we how do we answer this question of what city do I choose, right?
0: And, and you, you started off with the location, 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 and I'm going to end with audience, audience, audience. Like this is (laughs) like the only solution in my mind is to know who your audience is, to deeply understand who they are, what their makeup is, where are they geographically? What do they need and want? Is this an audience that wants to gather in person? If so. What are their priorities? What are you delivering? And then you can start to identify, okay, where, where on this earth can we host this that will help us deliver that, right?
1: Yes. And we can, and obviously, of course, you start with that. Like, do people want to be in person or do they want to be online? And once you've made that realization, like, okay, maybe they do want to be in person. um, Look at your audience. If if you're, for example, you're based in Portland, but the vast majority of your audience is based on the East Coast, it does not make sense for you to try to make everybody come to Portland yeah. <laughs> if they would much rather stay in the East Coast, right? And, and there are exceptions and every situation is different, but that's something to think about, right? If everybody's on the East Coast and I'm on the West, then I should probably think about hosting it in the East Coast that's closer to them and it'll get... They're more likely to jump in a car or on a mm-hmm. plane and get there. And,
0: and to me, that's the importance of context-aware decision making, mm-hmm. right? Like knowing the context of like our current state, navigating the pandemic. Right? Yes. People want to travel. Maybe I mean, travels back up at almost at pre-pandemic levels. Um, yet flights are more expensive because of the rising fuel costs and inflation. Um, so, budget is more of a concern. Um, there are certain areas that people are willing to travel over others. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you know, a certain maybe, maybe they're less inclined to go through multiple stops. They want a nonstop thing. Um, all of that context is important to be aware of as you're making these decisions and making them intelligently with your audience in mind. And if you're doing that, then you can go into your into your um you know your marketing strategy and marketing process and speak to that and say we know like essentially we know you and Mm -hmm. we've crafted this for you because we understand what your priorities are and what you're looking for and so we've created an experience in this particular location that is going to serve that.
1: Yeah and, and I mean politically as well. That's the reality. You have to look at your audience and like with this whole thing that's happening with, with women's rights, for example, and I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Um, if your audience is mostly women, like I, I'm not sure they want to go to Texas right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's also something to to be aware of. Um, even if, you know, if you think you're not political, a spoiler, everybody's political, right? Mm-hmm. Every community um, has their leanings it it it's also another factor that'll help you decide like where where should I take this? Where are people comfortable being right now? Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's about reading the room. And then if you're going to read the room well, you need to know who's in the room. Uh, and if you if you don't know that, then you can't make those intelligent decisions. And um, that's gonna. I mean, that's just audience, audience, audience. I don't know how many times yeah. I can say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but that that to me is everything. If you don't know your people. Uh, then you can't make an informed decision that's going to f- fit their needs and and your goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Knowing your audience will tell you the answers to everything mm-hmm. you want to know. Um, yeah. So what, let's, let's wrap this up for today then.
0: All right. So the question that we get asked often is what city should I host my conference in? And when we get asked that question, we know that what they're really asking is either uh, how do I get people to actually come Uh, and you know, it does the, does the city that I choose play a significant role in that decision process? And also how do I keep my production costs down? Those are kind of the two main underlying issues. And to that, we respond by, uh, working with our clients and figuring out who, 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 who are we wanting to actually attend, uh, understanding who they are, what is their context? What are they... What do they prioritize? What do they value? Uh, how w- far are they willing to travel? What is their uh, financial capacity to travel? Uh, and how 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 can they commit their investment in your conference uh, with the confidence that they're gonna get a great experience? And if you understand your audience, you are 70% of the way toward delivering a stellar, stellar conference.
1: Thanks for listening to Make It Kick-Ass. Now stop worrying about tourist traps and gimmicks and start working out what your audience actually wants from you and from your event. Head on over to geteventlab.com and we'll send over a free copy of the tool that we use with our clients to help them line that out. That's geteventlab.com and I will see you in the next episode.